Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about a topic hopefully you'll find to be a bit mundane so that it can just sort of lull you to a place you need to be. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm the less scruffy-voiced host, for tonight anyway, Amanda Barker. I was doing an audition, and so I was using a really scratchy sound mm, and mm-hmm. shouting, and so this is my voice now. I don't. I actually like your voice just a little bit blown. Oh. Well, a little wrecked. Yeah. Maybe the listeners will like it this way, too, and then I'll we'll have find to, out. We'll have to shout. Every, I'll have to do a shouting <laughs> match before I do it. Hopefully not. Yeah. Amanda, today's episode mm-hmm. comes from a tweet that we received, and I thought, why not build a whole episode around this? So we got a tweet from one of our followers. Mm-hmm. I'll just say her her first name. I won't say the full name because it's not fair if the person doesn't know. Catherine, yeah. Catherine says. So she was talking about, we had mentioned in the previous show, or somewhere we mentioned Victorian homes, or you lived in a Victorian home. Right. I lived in a Victorian home when I moved to Canada, uh, and uh, I, well, that, that home was built in the um, late 1800s, and uh, it was built on old British loyalist land, and so it was in this sort of Victorian style. So the question that was raised was, was this in the U.S. or Canada, and wondering how something so British would be used in the U.S. or Canada, in this case, a Victorian. Right. Well, Victorian, I think our what we call a Victorian home is probably different, um, but it's certainly a term that's used on both sides of the border in North America, um, and it's generally like a, what you think of as a turn-of-the-century home, um, usually a big porch, turrets, um, in British terms, always a detached house. We use that term in Canada, too. They don't use it in the in the States. But what, what do they use in the States? House. Okay. <laughs> but they don't, say, they don't say semi. Okay. Which, for those who don't know, stands for semi, semi-detached. So in which case you'd say detached for a house that doesn't have any other sort of houses detached. They say duplex. For something that's sort of a building that has more than one home inside the building that's not an apartment or condo. So just, I have a definition here sure. of a Victorian home. 
in Great Britain and former British colonies, a Victorian house generally means any house built during the reign of Queen Victoria, mm -hmm. during the Industrial Revolution, success successive housing booms resulted in buildings of many millions of Victorian houses, which are now defined, uh, it's a defining feature of British towns and cities. Right. But in terms of the architectural style, do you have anything there? Um, like like what, it, what describes what makes it Victorian? My, we always called Victorian homes, um, like I said, really a turn-of-the-century home. And I know turn-of-the-century is a little bit post-Victorian, but I think the first ones probably were more built in the Victorian era. But like any trend... You know, they don't just go away. Pe they catch on, and then people tend to do more. But those big, uh, especially in the Maritimes in Canada, but certainly along the East Coast, um, there were certainly lots of Victorian homes in the U.S. as well, where I lived in Massachusetts. But that big, sprawling, wooden house. Heavy ornamentation. Yes. Gabled roofs. Yes. Rounded towers and large windows that are equally functional and decorative right. are common threads of this type of Yeah, room. so you'd see them, you could see them in the South, certainly in New England, all over the United States, but in Canada too. But your home was built in the late 1800s, so that would qualify as Victorian, right? It would, but I think Queen Victoria died in like 1901. Okay. Or something like that. So I guess technically 1902 wouldn't be Victorian, but of course the the trends, the fashions, the architectural styles didn't just go away. They were really popular, and so people would have continued to build them. And want, I mean, Victorian homes, I know of Victorian homes that were built last year that are Victorian homes because they're in that style. So they're in the style of Victorian yeah, homes. Yeah, that ornateness, the turrets, the big porch that is... So beloved. Um, now they're more often built with siding instead of wood. But certainly there are, um, you know, Victorian homes that, um, you know. Sure. A lot of them have become apartment buildings. Right. Because they divide, huge, they divide right? them up. Mm -hmm. That leads to the follow-up question that we got from the same uh, Twitter follower. Oh. Which was... Was So was Victoria Queen of Canada? Yes, she was. Mm -hmm. And she had influence in Canada, of course, us being part of the That was the, the first Kano. question? No. It, it, it asks, uh, so the, the question was, so at that time, Canada was still tied to Great Britain. Yeah. Was Victoria Queen? Yes, she was our yes, Queen. Yes, she was. Yeah. And she still is. I mean, she's still on our money. We're still part of the Commonwealth. Right. And, and Elizabeth II is on our money. Right now. Oh, we don't have Victoria on any of our men? Well, the queen is what I meant. Right, but, right, right. We have statues yeah. to Queen Victoria for sure. But the follow-up question is, do you have Edwardian homes as well? Right. So just And to, we do. Yeah, because the Edwardian era began after Queen Victoria died, which was 1901. So the Edwardian era is from January 1901 to 1910, mm -hmm, the Edwardian mm -hmm. era. So We have so many Edwardian homes. Um, they're really, really popular. Actually, Fredericton, which was very close to where I grew up, um, I think really had a nice boom. New Brunswick was 
was pretty happening at the turn of the century. They had a railroad. Uh, My little town was bustling. Um, Once the railroad stopped going there in the 60s, it kind of took a (laughs) downturn. But um, so Edwardian homes were also very popular there. They're extremely popular in Toronto and actually a lot of the capital cities. And that does make sense because a lot of those capital cities were sort of finding themselves in that time, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And especially Toronto, actually. So to answer the question, we do have both Victorian and Edwardian homes. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about other home styles. Okay. Let's talk about the Cape. And I should just say the difference between Victorian and Edwardian in terms of homes. Yes. Um, Edwardians tend to be just a bit plainer. They're not completely dissimilar because you can have a big, sprawling Edwardian house, but the turrets aren't there. You wouldn't have that big porch, although you might have a porch with some columns. It wouldn't have the same level of ornateness that a Victorian would. Also, another characteristic, often Edwardian homes are built with brick. Versus stone? No, ver- well, you can have a stone Victorian, certainly, but versus wood. Okay. Wood was sort of the the material du jour of um, Victorian homes. And, you know, uh, for lots of reasons, sturdy reasons and longevity reasons, uh, Edwardian homes were built with brick. And Toronto, if you haven't been here, is a brick town. Everything is built with brick, whereas where I came from, everything was built with wood. But it was older, so it makes sense. Right. And we had a brick factory mm-hmm. right in the city. Brickworks, yeah. 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 And now it's uh, a beautiful farmer's market. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this about other styles of home that you may or may not have had or styles that you liked. Sure. But let's go to the Cape because I know we often talk about the Cape Cape style. So we, we, we call it a Cape Cod style. A Cape Cod. Yeah. yeah. The Cape is what we call Cape Cod. But the home we'd call a Cape Cod style or a you call it a cape, certainly. And I actually grew up in something called a Gambrel cape. So when I say I grew up until the time I was 13, and then when I was 13, I moved to Canada. So in those first 13 years of my life, I grew up in a Gambrel cape. And so a Cape Cod house usually is covered in shingles. So not just shingles for a roof, but cover, you know, the the siding is all shingles. Shingle siding, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um particularly because of, you know, being the proximity to the ocean, to the Atlantic Ocean and the seaside. Shingles are, you know, sturdier than a painted um, wood. Right, of course. Which, you know, if you paint that wood, as we all know, if you have, it will peel. Of course. No question. And before brick was available or as popular, shingles were another way around it. And you could simply stain the shingles. Uh, which is what I had to do every summer. <laughs> or Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. We used to have to stain the house, yeah. Um, you could stain the shingles or, um, uh, you know, you, don't, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't paint them often. Right. So often they take a sort of duller brownish tone or gray cone, gray tone. And Cape Cod gray is something referred to in design a lot. And it, the reason is, is because of that sort of what the salt has done to those shingles over time. True or false? Okay. A Cape Cod home would have a centralized chimney. Usually, yes. That's right. Yeah, it would because they're they're not large homes, but 
you can add on to them. And mine was called a gambrel cave because it was a different type of roof. It was a gambrel roof, so a wider, more barn-style roof. I see. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew that as a child. I love it. Now, let me ask you this. What's your preferred style of home? Well, before we go there, I want to know about where you grew up and the style of home that you had. Oh, ours was just a brick. But not just. It's its own style. Yeah. It's a... It's not a mid-century. Well, almost. Almost? What's yeah, after It would be modern. Modern? Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a split level, which were really, really popular in the late 60s, 70s, and 80s, right? Right. A split level house. So that's a house where you open the front door and there's stairs that go right up from the door. There's stairs that go up and stairs that go down. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That's a split level. And those were really, really popular in the 70s. I'm not sure why. They it, was were just, really, it was a feature. They right? were really popular. Yeah. Yours, if memory serves, because it's been a while since we've been there. Um, it was not a ranch. Ranch homes were popular in the 70s as well. Was it more craftsman? I would say it had a nod to a craftsman home. Yeah. And a craftsman home, there's different, I mean, a traditional craftsman home, very popular in California. Right. Uh, and in the Midwest as well. And that is usually a combination of wood and stone like a stone porch, but a wood surround, um, and very sturdy with a peaked roof often. Yeah, that's the only difference. It didn't have a peaked roof. But yours would have been a bit more modern. modern. I would actually say you were in a, a mid-century modern. Okay. I would. N not the most traditional mid-century modern. Sure. Um, I wonder if there's a term for like a central Ontario style of house. Yeah, no, I don't. I wouldn't know. It's not a ranch. It's not. A, what What is a ranch when we're talking ranch? My understanding with ranch is it's one floor. Okay, like so a, like, a, what like a bungalow. What is the difference between a ranch and a bungalow? Maybe it's a two story ranch is what you grew up in. Because what was the um, Brady Bunch house? That that's a ranch, or is that Craftsman? It's definitely uh, mid century. Okay, I think it's a ranch. I'm going to say it's a two-story ranch. Well, a ranch is described as something that is single-story, open concept, rectangular, U or L-shaped. So definitely not a ranch. Okay, not a ranch. Devoted patio or deck space, large windows and sliding glass doors. Okay, you have Low-pitched roof line with wide eaves. But it often includes a finished basement, so... Mm-hmm. So that's a ranch. Is a shotgun? A shotgun's not a ranch. So shotgun okay. is actually, that's one I do know about. Yeah. I'm As I'm looking up styles in Ontario homes, maybe you can look up that. A shotgun house is called such because if you were to open the door, and it's a, it's a playful term, if you were to open the door and shoot a gun, it would go from the front of the house straight through to the back so that you can see to the back wall of the house from the front door. And it's mostly called that in New Orleans. That's a southern United States thing, a shotgun house where, um, yeah, where you can kind of see that back door from the moment you walk in. So it's sort of a straight shot. I'm looking at the various uh, styles of homes from Gothic revivals. Okay. Which is not, which is found in Ontario, but not Gothic the house. Revival is similar to Victorian. I'd love to know what the differences are, actually. Well, the Goth Gothic Revival, um, 
looks a little bit more, I don't know, peaky, like the peaked roof seems sure. very sharp. Peaky. Sure. <laughs> um, it's just giving me examples of it. It's not telling me what that is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there's so many different. It's definitely not a Queen Anne, which is a cool style home. Yeah. So there's there's so many I different styles. I didn't realize is. there were so many different styles of homes. I'm looking at them late Victorian style. Art and deco high. homes. Yeah. I would love to live in a Franklin Lloyd Wright home. Oh, wow. So that would be modern. Yeah. Would that be considered mid-century? I think that's mid-century at its at its definition. Would be a, a And of course mid-century meaning the 50s. Right. Right. Yeah. The mid of the century. But I um, I do always get kind of stuck with um what comes after, both in art, in literature and in architecture because you know, we refer to mid-century, so we all know what mid-century or mid-century modern is. Postmodern kind of is just a blanket term for everything after. But I feel like we've evolved, certainly, since the 70s. Sure. So then what – so if the 80s and 90s were postmodern, what's the last 20 years been called, you know? I, I don't know. That's I'm always sure my some... question. And I it's my question in, in all forms of art, not just architecture. That there's, would... there's an answer. I just don't know what it is because I'm not in university anymore. Right. <laughs> right. I also love the Tudor style. Oh, you love a Tudor. It's yeah. true. It's very true. Which is... Uh, Tudor. Tudor. Yeah, Tudor. Yeah. Tudor. Yeah. It has a medieval look, often stucco, half-timbered. Tudor revivals. I have always liked that that look. I don't know why. And there's English Tudor, which is always the stucco, the white stucco with the sort of brown or black beams sort mm-hmm. of around it and the little peaked door or the peak over the door kind of thing. But there's also German Tudor, which is a bit more of a boxier version, right? Right, right. Yeah. I like both for the record. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you asked about the Queen Anne style? Yeah. It's irregular busy and ornate with lots of complexity in detail mm-hmm. often has a Tourette. Okay, okay. Have you ever lived in a home that had a Tourette? Uh, is that how you say it? Tourette? Or Tourette. 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 Yeah. Tourette. I think is something different. Um, no. 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 I, I mean, I haven't know. lived in that many homes. <laughs> yeah. But w- wouldn't that be cool to have one and oh, for totally. that to be your room, you know? Well, what's here's what's interesting when I look up Ontario style homes, it's more you have bungalows, okay, and you have split level, which we talked about, one and a half story, two story attached or detached, semi detached townhouse. So I mean there's gotta be something more to say about a house than it's attached or detached, but I guess that's the style of what's been built in the last thirty years, right? Um, you and I live in a townhouse. Also called a row house, although that's True. sort of a more antiquated term. It's funny because I don't know how we got stuck on this trail of un- identifying Ontario. Well, style just homes. because I wonder because they're newer homes, right? And so I wonder what those newer styles are called because I don't always know. That's that, all, and that's because I lived in a suburb that was built. You lived in a suburban, suburban Canadian yeah. home, but yeah. I just don't know if there's a, a fancy term like Edwardian. 
So let me ask you this. Describe a California-style home. To me, that's a craftsman. That's a craftsman. Or a Mediterranean sort of right. style because they do like a Spanish colonial. A Spanish colonial home is beautiful with all the stucco and that, you know, terracotta tiles on the floor and the blue sort of Mexican tiles around the sink or kitchen. Sure. So that would be like a Spanish colonial home, I would think. And on the outside... They're often they could be white, but they're often painted sort of that terracotta color. Um, they're quite big usually, so that would be that style, I would think. Mm. Now let me ask you this: okay. If you could live in a lighthouse, yes, <laughs> that's called a lighthouse style, where it's just one evolving cone. No, you. Always... I would live in a lighthouse. I would happily live in a lighthouse. Why is that? I don't understand why anyone would want to live in a. Uh, a lighthouse. Well, but... I th- there were two movies I liked as a kid, and they both were people living in lighthouses. I so I think that started a lifelong sort of secret joy of, as a child, thinking the coolest thing in the world would be at a lighthouse. And I still think that because you'd have a great view of the water, and it would be a weird, fun thing. But, so many stairs. But um, Pete's Dragon, yes, Helen Reddy, they mm-hmm. lived in a lighthouse. It looked pretty nice. Okay. Uh, and follow that bird, which actually was filmed right down the road from where you grew up, and you've never seen it. But the the Dodo family, I believe, lived in a lighthouse. Okay. But along with all of those suburban Ontario homes, they had they built a lighthouse. <laughs> if you could have a feature in your home that you don't have, that is a nod to one of these styles. Okay. What would that feature be? Well, yesterday, and this this would probably be a different answer a week ago, but we have, because we live in a townhouse, we have four floors. We're very lucky. Yes. But our space is vertical. It's certainly not horizontal. So we're constantly going up and down the stairs. And I'm constantly bringing, you know, if we want to have a coffee in the morning in bed, that's three flights of stairs up and down. So... I had the thought yesterday that I, w- I wish we had something that we had in my Victorian house, which was a dumb waiter. So we had a dumb waiter. Put- Explain that to anyone who doesn't know what that is. <laughs> so a dumb waiter, um, I believe, started with Victorian homes. Maybe it came before that. I'm not really sure of the history of them, but it's just a genius device. Um, you put it in the wall. So we had it. We had an attic that was like our kind of hangout den playroom kind of area loft area in our victorian that's what we did with the attic so um we had a little door you know two feet by two feet or whatever it was Uh, just a little sort of door in the wall and you'd open it up and there was a pulley above the little door of rope and you would or just a yeah pulley and you would spin it around and you were wrapping the rope around, pulling a little crate up. And now that the other side of that door was three floors down uh, to the kitchen. So what would happen was my mom would make trays of grilled cheese sandwiches for us and our friends or chips or nachos or whatever we were eating that week. And she would put them all on plates. She would do a few versions of it because there wasn't very well. You could get like a plate and two glasses or okay. like so small, a small. big platter. Okay. Like <laughs> she'd, she'd load it into the dumbwaiter and then she'd open it up and yell up and go, okay, it's ready. And then we, 
we would haul it up, like cranking it up. Okay. And then open the little door and there were there's there was our dinner. So it saved a lot of trips up and down the stairs carrying dishes and dirty dishes and stuff. And then when it was dirty, we would let it down. So you asked when the dumbwaiter was invented. Yeah. And the first recorded use dates back to 200 BC. Oh my gosh. During the age of the Romans. Well, they're smart. But the... The Romans were smart, man. They, they knew what were. they were doing. The, the mechanical dumbwaiter was invented in 1883. So so that's what we had was a mechanical no, it, dumbwaiter? Because you said you cranked it. It, was, it wasn't it was like... Oh, it wasn't a button. No, no, it was manual. It sounded like you had to work for that snack. Sometimes it would get really um, squeaky. You could hear it. You know, you could hear... Or you'd be in the kitchen and you just hear like the squeak coming from the wall of like the car- the crate going down or coming back up. Or whatever. and would it would it stop on every floor or was it just? It just the- went. She didn't put in doors on the floor. There's only one floor between. Okay. And she didn't put in a little door there because we weren't supposed to be eating in our bedrooms anyway. I see. So, so it, went, it went to the. <laughs> it attic. went from kitchen to the attic. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. So you would want that in this home. I would, yeah. If I wanted breakfast in bed, you'd say, okay, crank it up, and I would crank it up and then have it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it would just save a lot of caring, although there's only two of us. We're not, you know, a house with a bunch of kids and friends and stuff, so sure, we can handle it. I think so. I think so. <laughs> did you know I had a dumbwaiter? Yeah. Oh, you, you showed it to me. Oh, I did? Yeah, I saw it only one time. I've only been to that home you once. You were in that house for... Almost minutes, maybe yeah. 90 minutes total, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's our tour of homes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we covered all the styles of home, but we certainly... We covered a few. A few, for sure. I'm trying to think if there's any others that I love. Colonial homes, Georgian homes. Double wide. Well, okay, explain what a double wide is. I don't even know, but you Do you, you not always, know what a double wide you is? You always talk about... I do and I, I don't. Might, no, my dad always talks about a double wide. A double wide is a trailer, honey. Right. It's a trailer home. Yeah. That's twice the size of a... A regular trailer. So he always refers to they had what he called the double wide in Florida. He kind of says it jokingly, but they did have a metal home that was... A trailer, basically. That was their first home in Florida, and then they moved down permanently. They, they, yeah, <laughs> but he always calls it the double wide, but it just meant it was a. There's also prefab, which is in that world too, which right. is a prefabricated house. I lived in one once uh, in university, and you could feel where the house had been joined together. But we always imagined it sort of on two pieces on the road. Do you like those homes that have like futuristic looks to them? And I, I do. I mean, what's interesting is they all kind of called modern or there's a design term that gets used a lot lately, which is Scandi. Right. Scandinavian, which is a classic, clean, modern, simple bleached wood and white walls. We did a whole episode on Scandi. You and I did? Yeah, we did. I don't remember. <laughs> um and that's sort of what I did with our bedroom because I just I was trying different things with bedrooms and people have people will tell you in bedroom design like oh make the walls black or let it for me a white clean simple bedroom is the way to go I've realized after trial and error well there you go that's this episode oh, okay, of that on your project <laughs> it is yeah um, where we focused on styles of homes mm. if you have a 
tweet you want to send us, our handle for Twitter is at listen and sleep. And we hope you did just that. <laughs>